Hi, Davey. Hey, Daniel. How are you? I'm doing well. I, I uh, had you on my calendar and got stuck into my office and shut the door. <laughs> so, so you're doing this on the clock on your job? Yes, I am. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Welcome to the Epilogue Cabin. I'm your host, Dave Cedillo. On today's show, we'll hear from Daniel, a self-proclaimed terminal smartass. Stay with us. Tell me what you what what do you actually do? I know you were inspired by that uh, guy that came and spoke at our graduation, but what is your What's your title? Well, I am uh, right now. I'm the assistant director of public works, and I'm over the engineering department. Uh, went to college. I started off, uh, like I said, I was inspired um, during our uh, graduation. I sat out there and I listened to that guy and I said, our, our speaker, and I said, "Huh, I should become an engineer." <laughs> and I wanted to, and just like him, I wanted to become an, uh, an electrical engineer. And at the time, I thought I thought I wanted to be an electrical engineer and work for like Raytheon or something, and make military weapons, uh, you know, missiles and stuff like that. You know, because I was young, I was eighteen, and you know, and, and uh, yeah, that sounds cool when you're a teenager. I, yes, when you're a teenager, that's uh, that sounds cool. But then I, uh, when I was started taking the coursework for one thing. I was woefully underprepared, and so I had to, I, and, and then by that time, I remember it was in the news, there were issues with uh, the uh, uh, landfill at, uh, uh, down at uh, Neosho, and there was a lot of things about landfills, environmental problems, cleanups, and so forth, that was in the news a lot, so I looked, and I'm in the, uh, uh, oh, some, some folks uh, came down and talked about different engineering programs, and I remember them talking about what civil engineering was, and I said, you know, that seems like an important thing. <laughs> I'll just do that. <laughs> it was as simple as that. You know, uh, I'm a pretty simple creature. Well, hey, did you get a chance to look over the questions that I sent you that I've asked I Greg? I did. And- I read through them. I feel bad because Missy and Greg and Tom didn't get that much lead time. I just wrote them down, and then whenever I called them up, I said, oh, and by the way, I'm going to be asking you this and this. So they might have had five minutes, you know, to, to answer their questions. But So um, let's go down the list then, and that, that first one that I had, the be- your best high school memory. Are you, are you able to get it down to one, or do you have more than one that you'd like to share? Well, you know, when I thought about the best high school memory, um, one of the items was, you know, literally that, and I and I think about it a lot, that, you know, that moment that I was sitting there during graduation, uh, which, of course, was a bittersweet night because it, it, it hits you when you're there. You realize, I'm not going to see these people, you know, we're, we're going our separate ways. And, and uh, but I do really remember uh, that night it struck me and I thought, uh, you know, wow, I should 
I should do that. I should become an engineer. And I still, like I said, I have a clear memory of that. Um, that, that was one of my, if I think about the biggest things, you know, the most important, uh, happy memories from high school. Mm. I mean, you know, that, that would be definitely it. Man. I think that's just amazing that you just had that clear, it almost seemed like a vision or something to, to hear you describe it. And, and not that many people get that as far as what they're going to do for the next thing. And man, you, you're just one fortunate guy. Do you see the light? What light? I would have never pegged you as that guy when we were teenagers because you seemed like such a smart ass when we when we were that oh, young. Oh my man. god! <laughs> I I still am. I have retained that. Um, well, I, I like to tell people I'm a terminal smart ass. I'll be a smart ass until the day I die, and it will probably have something to do with my death. <laughs> hey man. I do remember there are teachers that I, you know, I remember the ones that I liked and I've kind of forgotten about the ones that I didn't like. Yeah. You know, to me, it's it's more important to remember the ones that made a, a, a positive difference, uh, really impacted me. Uh, Mr. Ireland uh, was, you know, he's a, a, a great, great teacher. I remember uh, I really liked that class. Um, it was a, a, a tough class and I applied myself and and uh, did well in it. Uh, a, and then my was he the bio tech teacher, oh. Mr. Charter. Okay. What? I was going to ask, Mr. Ireland, was he the biology teacher with the glasses and the yes. beard? Okay. Yeah, yes. I remember him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, glasses and beard. Yeah, Mr. Ireland. Yeah, great guy. And, and who was uh, the other guy I, you I talked, remember him. You started talking about who was the other guy? Mr. Charter, and he was the electronics and electricity uh, instructor over at uh, the uh, Crowder College. Were you that in that group and that I went was, to the Votech classes? Is that what you're talking about? I was. Oh, I was man. in a group that was in Votech. I always wondered about you guys. I mean, whenever I would hear, I would just hear Votech. And it was probably years later that I put it together that that was a vocational training school. You know, <laughs> yes. I remember you and Sam and Tote and those guys all going to that now. Man, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, there was a ton of us over there. And I'm a big supporter of the... Uh, uh, oh, the vocational, the, the Votech uh, uh, schools. I think they do a, a great service as far as our educational system goes. Uh, I, you know, I remember it changed my life. And I will say this about the Votech. It's funny. Um, you know, you talk about uh, the, the staff. I'm sure looking at my grades and looking at my smart aleck attitude, they were like, <laughs> well, this guy's going to either... Either he'll wind up possibly working at a factory, or he'll be in jail. Well, let's hope that he gets a job at a factory. <laughs> let's and, just cross our fingers. And we don't have to pay to, yeah, let's cross our fingers. And uh, maybe to help that along, we'll send him over to Votech. <laughs> <laughs> Another little-known fact about myself. 
so I was I was at that Barry Charter encouraged me to do this, um, uh, Mr. Charter, and uh, he he told me he said, hey, you are planning on going to college and you are going to take electronics uh, courses. Why don't you go ahead and start now? There's a class that's going to be taught in the morning. You will have enough time to take that class in the morning and then come over here and do your uh, your Votech course. It will help you. You'll get that class out of the way because you're in high school. You can get a deal on the on the uh, cost. I think the class cost me ninety dollars. And uh, that was a lot uh, back then. Yeah, yeah, it was. But my mom and dad, I they encouraged me as well. And I ended up. I took two. I took a class both semesters my uh, senior year. You may not remember this, but I was the only person that had special permission to be able to drive my car at lunch because (laughs) I drove to Crowder College in the morning, did not ride the bus. I drove to Crowder College, took my uh, class, and then I drove to, from Crowder, from Neosho, I drove back to uh, the uh, Seneca and uh, would go to lunch and then uh, and then drive in. I was the only guy that could show up in his car and park it without getting in trouble at lunch. If you could go back and tell young Daniel something about the present day and try to make things easier on yourself over the years, can you think of something that you would share with yourself? Yes, I would... If I could, I would tell myself, hey, when you were a uh, senior and you were talking with Mr. Charter and he told you about a great job opportunity, you should uh, pursue that job opportunity. Uh, The job opportunity was the Federal Aviation Administration was hiring a ton of people. Uh, They were recruiting and, and hiring people, and they... They were hiring them because they were going through a huge program to change from solid state to digital. Oh wow! And they were they were going to you know make the the transition over to a digital air traffic control system throughout the country. Um, and I look back at that, and I've often thought, uh, and Mr. Charter was right. He said, "Look, Dan." I know the test. I've seen the, the test that they, they'll give you. He says, I've seen the sample questions and I've talked with folks. You are going to ace it. I was a good student in the Votech. And I was the top of the class in the Votech. And he said, you are going to ace that test. And they will immediately play. These. He said, hands down, you, you will get the job. And he said, start you off. He said, your GSG, you you start off as GSG 10. You go to 18 months of training. If you succeed in that 18 months of training, which I have no doubt that you will, then you come out of the training GSG 12. He said, you work for a couple of years. He said, each year you should go up. So you'll be GSG 14 in like four years. And he said, and that's a pretty good salary. And I look back at that, he said, and and I know, knowing who I am now, I realize I I have a good work ethic. I get along well with uh, my my, uh, uh, coworkers. I know now, which I did not know then, I I realize now I'm smart enough. And and I'm the kind of person that I would have done 
uh, if I would have went into that, I would have done well. And it would have had a big impact um, because it's, switching that o- that system over was, was really an important thing to do. And, and, you know, I would have loved to have contributed to that. And so. I'm guessing with those GSG numbers, you're talking also about each one of those numbers represents a bump in pay as well. Yes. And I would have, like I said, I, I'm confident now, I know, if I would have headed that way, I think that I would have been uh, still working for the uh, Federal Aviation Administration and probably had a uh, pretty good job, pretty important. Would have been uh, yeah, a very different career, but I think I would have done well. You know, I'm, the more I talk to you, I just get the feeling that you are the picture of determination. You know, I mean, there's something that you wanted to do despite, you know, what other people might have said. And you just said, screw it, I'm doing it. Well, that's, um, hmm, I can tell you a story about college. So my first semester after uh, graduating from Crowder College, I go up to Rolla. Rolla's a tough school, uh, engineering school. It's, it's challenging. And I go up there, and in that first semester, oh, Davey, uh, it was just <laughs> god-awful. Oh, um, I never, I, I remember uh, towards the end of the first semester, I go into my advisor's office, I looked at him and I said, I have never worked so hard for such lousy grades. I just don't know if I can do this. And he looks at me, looks at it, and he says, well, he said, you know, we looked at your transcript, and we looked at, you know, how you did in high school and your transcript, and, and honestly, we thought you would have already quit before now. You might as well go ahead and stick it out. And I thought, wait a second. You jerks thought I couldn't make it, but you let me try anyway just to get one semester worth of cash out of me. That made me so mad. Oh, man. Uh, That was the little fire inside me that kept me (laughs) going. I probably got over it after about another year. But that did, oh, that made me so mad. And I was like, I'm going to show you. So I'd say he told me exactly what I needed to hear. Okay, next question. What things about you have changed since high school? Let's see. Um, I would say I'm probably more uh, health conscious. I appreciate uh, uh, knowledge a lot more. Mm, I still, I always liked exercising then, and that's been very consistent throughout my life. I, I still exercise. What kind of exercise do you do? Um, well, back when I was young, I would go in there and strain myself like crazy on the heavy weights. Um, I got up to where I could bench press over 250. At My the time, God, then, you did 250? I was, yes. I was, you were smaller than me, and I felt like a weakling because I couldn't get, <laughs> I couldn't do a 100 whenever I would try to do that. Now, this was when I was in my early 20s. Oh, okay. I could go in 
And I was doing, now in high school, I got up, I want to say I broke, I was just, I think I did 205. Wow. And, but then I just, I kept, I liked uh, the weightlifting and I stuck with it. And uh, when I was in my early 20s, um, I could do 250 for probably, I don't know, six or eight years there. No problem. I am impressed, uh, Daniel. Hey, Daniel, tell me about that time you were in the... Oh, wait, were you in the bus or somebody else was in the bus going over the iced over bridge? No, it was... I was not in the bus. It was the route that went through closest to Spooklight. Oh. Um, I've forgotten the name of the little township there. I think I know uh, which one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hornet. So, uh, Hornet, yes. Uh, it was the Hornet route. That was a pretty rough area. The, you know, of course, uh, I grew up, the road that I grew up on, uh, Whistling Acres Road, we we all just describe it as a country ghetto. Um, <laughs> you know, so we, we had, a, ours was a pretty rough road, but, but those boys down there uh, on the Hornet route, they, they got the bus, uh, they started rocking back and forth in the bus, running from side to side. When the bus was going slow, over the low water bridge, which is right just north of the old Spooklight Road. Yeah. But they they uh, rocked back and forth so uh, so violently as it was going over this, and it was covered with ice. They managed to get the the uh, bus to slide off of this off of the uh, road, and so uh, they were off the bridge. And of course, it was like a, a two foot fall. The bus didn't roll; it just slid off. That's and amazing it didn't roll. Of course, the bus driver was probably creeping across, and I know there were no guardrails back then on that bridge either. No, no. Yeah, that, that was an old low water bridge. Hey, I can't remember if we talked about this at the reunion, but were you in the food fight that happened that we all got paddled for? I missed the food fight, <laughs> and I don't know how. I Yeah, I was... Uh, was like sick that day or something. I don't know. I missed the food fight. Oh, man. Where, where did the food fight? Was it over at the it cafeteria o- over, over by the middle school? Yeah, or? at Ivy E. Wells. Yeah, because okay, at Ivy E. Wells. Yeah, that's where we walked. We all yeah, walked oh, over, man. and we all knew it was going to happen. And uh, it was it was so funny. I talked to um, well, the one Briscoe brother that's still alive. Uh, I said, "Were you in that?" And he said, "He said." Don't you remember? I started that thing. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, I do remember that now. <laughs> I remember him pulling out like this little squirt gun and just started shooting people. The next thing I know, food's just flying. It was just, it was insane. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, good time. <laughs> uh, we're down to our last ones here. If you were stuck on a desert island, do you have a desert island movie that you would never get tired of seeing? You know, I put a lot of thought into that. And, you know, presumably I'm stuck on this desert island alone. It'd probably have to be something pretty racy. I'd want something with, uh, you know, some beach-themed uh, uh, movie. Could I have a whole season of, uh, uh, what was the, um, oh, uh, the, the one where they're all uh, lifeguards? I mean, Baywatch. Oh, yeah, Baywatch, because I have an entire season of Baywatch. 
<laughs> Absolutely. You're stuck you on know, a desert island. Uh, yeah, stuck on a desert island, uh, you know. Um, and I, oh, and I believe the other question was about the book. Well, for the book, I would choose the thickest encyclopedia. Um, I would, wouldn't even care which, which one would be the thickest encyclopedia. All kinds of knowledge that would, uh, that would help me keep my sanity. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, stuck on a desert island, you're going you're gonna to lose it if you don't, uh, if you're not careful. <laughs> you're going to be, you're going to be painting a face on a, on a soccer ball. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what Tom Hanks needed. He needed, a, he needed an encyclopedia. A big one. <laughs> Well done! I can't! Well done! Well done! I enjoy uh, listening to this old, old country and western uh, station. You know, that I, well, it's got a lot of ag reports on it, if that gives you any kind of an idea. Oh, that's amazing. Um, you know, they're talking, yeah, they're all talking about, you know, the price of uh, soybeans and stuff, you know, <laughs> and corn. corn. You know, honestly, I enjoy listening to it, and I also enjoy the fact that other people walk in and they're like, what? <laughs> and and I, I like to, to mess with them, you know? That's what, that's what coworkers are there for. They're, they're there for you to mess with. You would appreciate this, then. Uh, there was a, I went through a phase where if I went inside a place that had a, a jukebox... I would pick a song. I would look for. I would look around me to see where I was, and I would just say, "Okay, what song probably never gets played on this thing?" And and so I remember <laughs> once one time picking some B-side Pink Floyd song, and we we're in some podunk place, and it was just this. It had the sound of a lot of reverb and like rah, 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 at the end of it, and I know people were going, "What the hell is this?" And another, <laughs> another time I did it in Amazio's Pizza, I found the most country sound, and it was, it was Hank Williams, and it wasn't even one of his big hits either. I can settle down and be doing just fine Till I hear an old freight rolling down before I got back to the table, the people that I was sitting with, they go, you put this damn song on, didn't you, Dave? People around us are going, who the hell put that on? <laughs> Some folks might say that I'm no good, that I wouldn't settle down if I could. When, when my family was living south of Seneca, we lived about four miles south of uh, Highway 60. And okay. I felt really, really remote out there. And there were times when I would just be thinking, man, and not that I ever heard of a party going on or anything, but I just imagined <laughs> that you guys, a group of us, were somewhere 
just having the time of their lives, having a party, you know, and I thought, and I'm stuck out here, you know, doing chores or, you know, eating popcorn and watching TV and, and really not enjoying my solitude, but wishing I could be where the action was. I just remember thinking that many, many times after school or, or even sometimes on the weekend, you know, I mean, did you ever, did you ever have that same kind of, I wonder what's going on out there sort of feeling? Yes, it can be pretty lonely growing up out in the country because you are you're by yourself. I remember uh, going up and uh, Shannon Salzman lived on the highway and it was within bicycle distance. And I would go up and visit uh, uh, Shannon and oh, just a short distance from him was Chris Eby. So Shannon, Chris and I, we used to hang out when we were teenagers and didn't have a uh, driver's license. We were able, you know, you could, we were, uh, could reach each other with bikes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, so it was like, okay, you know, but it was a heck of a ride. And back then, you know, all you had was a landline. So it's not like you could call them and, you know, uh, check to see what they were doing. It was, it was a, a big deal. Uh, but it was, you know, back then everything was just a lot tougher. I do have a party story to tell you, though. I don't oh. know if anybody told you about this. Oh, tell me. Okay. So it was the senior year of high school. It was at Votech. What happened was the, the Votech was canceled. So Crowder College was closed that day, so we didn't have Votech. Well, Seneca High School was open. So we were all like, wow. And we realized, I don't think anybody realizes this at, at the high school. They don't know. Um, so, but the bus driver, he didn't know, but we're like, yeah, we don't really, so we have like a whole morning. We don't have to be back till one o'clock. And we got the crazy idea to all pitch in money. There was about 15 of us, uh, uh, 15 or 20 of us that all pitched in. I remember I, you know, I was one of them. We all pitched in money and we bought a keg. Oh, and man. we, and and we were like, and we all worked together on vehicles. I said, oh, I can't, you know, I'll, I uh, can't take my car. I was, you know, I'm leaving at home. Mom, mom and dad know that the that the college is closed, so I have to leave my car at home. I'll have to get a ride from somebody because otherwise I would have been driving completely drunk. Yeah. So I didn't, um, <laughs> and ended up uh, there was there's like we carloaded it to the uh, uh, to the party, uh, and it was at, at uh, uh, Sherry Grimm and, and uh, Tony. Uh, Tony was Sherry's older brother. Um, it was at uh, their house, and um, so we, we did it there, and we all pitched in money and had this kit party at their house during the school day, oh, in the morning. Man. In we the all morning? Drank, uh, Yes, in the morning it was crazy, and we all drank a ton of beer. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to think of Stanley's last name. I think it's Stanley Curtis. Yeah, yeah, he was my neighbor. He lived. He was one of the guys that I could get together with. Yeah, he the blonde, okay. blonde-headed guy. Yes, ask him about this. <laughs> ask him about that. Okay. He'll remember it. Okay, because it didn't end well for Stanley. Oh <laughs> <Okay>. no. <laughs> So, so, uh, 
so we're all we're all drinking all we, we drank a ton of beer and uh you know ate food and stuff and and listen i still remember it was uh tony had a nice stereo at their house and was, we were cranking up today's tom sawyer uh we i remember <laughs> listening to that really loud and you know different music so we go and we're, we're all we've all been drinking including stanley and he was my ride back and so we all go back to school while we take off he's very intoxicated and we're driving down 86 and we're kind of coming in the back way into seneca <laughs> i gotta tell you yeah go Go take a drive down oh, 86. I remember. Sober. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. sober. <laughs> right. We were, we were all over the road. He oh, was man. really, he was, oh, it was, I look back at it and I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, and, yeah, and when we finally get to Seneca, it's still, it's like, we're 30 minutes before time that we had to be back. And we're like, well, what do we do? And Stanley says, let's go out to the, uh, let's go out to Horseshoe. It was where it crossed over into Oklahoma. That was, I, that, that's what I always think of when you say Horseshoe. Oh, man. But anyways, we, we were heading out that way, and I don't know what precipitated it, but we end up, we're on uh, uh, the street where the Nilnot plant, we're, we're on the other side of the tracks from that. Okay. And we're all on this street that I think it heads back to the casino now. Yeah. And we, uh, uh, he says, oh, yeah. And he gets a wild hair and puts it into first, jams on the gas, and starts burning out in the street. He does a donut, <laughs> one, two, and then slams into a parked car. Oh, <laughs> and kills his and can't get it started and is getting out and is like, oh no. And we're all like, look, it's not going to help if we get arrested too. See ya. <laughs> and we take off. You, you took off? And uh, abandon. <laughs> we totally abandoned him. Yes. Wait. I'm not like the Marines. I'll totally leave a man behind. <laughs> now you say we. It was you yeah. and Stanley and who else? Who else was with you? Me? And I want to say Shannon Salzman was oh there because, gosh. you know, why would not be? And there was, I don't know, maybe like Paul Goad or somebody. <laughs> there was four of us. We were crammed in that. We were crammed in that car. Yeah, he had and, that, that little Mustang, that little caramel-colored Yeah, the little Mustang. Mustang. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, but anyways, yeah, you mentioned crazy parties that were wow. going on in New York. You were at the time probably sitting in class diligently working and we were all having our that was my that was my biggest, wildest thing that I did in high school. Man that party that's, school day. That's like something right out of a movie, Daniel. That's amazing. Uh, it was it was crazy. We still look back at that and we're just like, I can't believe we pulled it off. And oh, I don't yeah. think anybody got busted out of the whole thing. I think even Stanley He'd, I mean, his, his car wouldn't start. Uh, he was way too drunk to really do much of anything. I think he ended up sleeping it off in his car, sitting by the edge of the road with burnout marks over to it. No one, no police officers came along or anything. I think he kind of woke up later, probably talked to somebody and helped him jump his car and oh, went home. It was, it was nuts. Well, listen, Daniel, I know we've gone a little bit over, but I sure appreciate you doing this and uh, taking the time out to talk to me, and it was, it was really good. 
I enjoyed it a lot. I look forward to uh, listening to the end product. I look forward to, to, to hearing, uh, continuing on with uh, listening to some other. I know it's a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, it'll be interesting to, to hear some of the lines. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I look back at it, and it's, it's all sort of laughable now that, uh, you know, None of that stuff. In high school, none of it really mattered that much. It, was, uh-huh. it seemed important at the time, but you realize now, it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's only, it's All only, small stuff. It's only something that in that it kind of helped form who we are, but even we had a bigger part in doing that than, than high yeah. school. But, uh, yeah. Thanks again, Daniel. I appreciate it. And sure. I will let you know when it goes up. Excellent. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, baby. Have a good day and have a good weekend, okay? You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that last part pulls the shade down here at the Epilogue Cabin. My thanks again to Daniel for carving time out of his workday. Music provided by Burial Gate and the Gary Coleman Lanterns. The Epilogue Cabin is brought to you by the Class of 84. You can hear all the shows on anchor.fm and davidsadio.com. If you'd like to know more about the show, drop me a line at djcedillo at earthlink.net. That's d-j-c-e-d-i-l-l-o at earthlink.net. Thanks for listening to the Epilogue Cabin, our woodsy window to the past, present, and the future. (laughs) ¶¶